Welcome to the Face First Golf Podcast. Real talk about improving your game if you're a 12 plus handicap player. This is where we leave the delusions of the online golf marketing world behind and face the truth about what it takes to play your best. I'm your host, Craig Jones. I've been a golf coach for 25 years and have helped 20,000 players improve their game through online learning. And I've learned a few things along the way. And now I'm sharing those things so you can stop wasting time and fix what matters. Welcome to reality. This is the Driving Range is a Waste of Time Part 2. Some points of clarification. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Craig Jones here. This is the Face First Golf Podcast where we escape the delusions of the online golf marketing world and we tell the truth about what it really takes to improve your game. A point of clarification on my last episode, I said that the driving range is a complete waste of time. I need to qualify that because it's only a complete waste of time if you're a 12 plus handicap player who wants to conquer those lifelong problems that sadly plague the vast majority of 12 plus handicap players their whole lives. And you know what those issues are. They are most players swinging over the top, chicken wing, open club face, stop the hips, flip move. So what most players need to learn is swinging from the inside, making that powerful forearm rollover release, maybe a little bit of that lag, maybe a little bit of that hip rotation through impact, none of which can be learned at full speed with a full swing right away. So my point of clarification here is that if you are a player who is serious about truly conquering those lifelong issues, then the driving range is a complete waste of time because ball flight is just going to be a distraction from what you are trying to change in your swing. So if you're just a player who's looking to dabble in improvement, improve a little bit. If you're a player who, and let's be honest, there are not a ton of players who are hell-bent on seeing these swing changes through. Uh, We have a number of them that are members of of Face First Golf, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see when these players really start making progress with these things that most players never fix their whole lives because... One, they jump from program to program. Two, they're not willing to do the small swing work. Three, they're not willing to practice into a net instead of driving range practice. And they're not willing to accept the fact that ball flight is truly a distraction when you are trying to build skills into your swing. So when I said driving range, the driving range is a complete waste of time, I'm not saying you can't improve at the driving range. If you are somebody who just wants to tweak a little bit, want to make a couple of changes that might make you hit the ball better, whether it's going to make a permanent difference or not, that's neither here nor there. But if you are a player who is truly looking to conquer those lifelong problems that most never do, in that case, 100% driving range is a complete waste of time. Now, It's not a complete waste of time 
once you've made that swing change, then it really is important that you're out at the driving range seeing what the golf ball is doing. Now, let's take a an ideal situation. And this would be, and this is probably not something that, that most players are going to do. I know from experience in my Colorado golf tech days, we used to always tell our members that the best time to make the big swing changes is the off season. But of course, October would roll around and they would disappear and then we wouldn't see them until April, even though intellectually, this makes a lot of sense to people. It's a really hard thing for people to actually do. And that is that the in, the, in a perfect world, I, the ideal way to make a swing change would be if you were in the off season, you would have a way of practicing at home, hitting balls into a net, hitting even foam balls against the inside of your garage door. If you had a heater in your garage or something like that, or, or foam balls even against a, a sliding glass door from inside your house. I used to do that when I was in my 20s and had an apartment. That's actually really good practice as well. But the in a, in a perfect world, making to make a swing change, you would spend a few months in the off season really just getting that inside swing and forearm rollover release down and just really drilling that and not have that distraction of playing golf while you were making that swing change. Now, I know nobody's going to do that. Very few people are going to do that, I should say. I'm just talking now hypothetically about if you had a gun to your head and somebody said you have to have this swing change dialed in by next spring and have a new swing that's going to produce a completely different result, the ideal way to do that so that you don't, so they don't pull the trigger would be to go into hibernation in October, working, working, working on making that swing change away from seeing any ball flight, come out in April, emerge from your, your hibernation den with a brand new swing that is really grooved because you haven't been distracted by ball flight the entire winter. And then that would be the most likely case in which you would actually make that swing change and not only make the, the change, but have it ingrained and have it really show up when you get out on the golf course. So I know that's a little bit of an extreme example Take it for what it's worth. It's just a hypothetical example. Although I do see plenty of members who are really determined. In fact, I just heard from one just a few days ago from Minnesota who said he is going to hit it hard all winter. And I'm really excited to see what he does with that because you can, as a member, you can send in your swing, get my feedback. You can do that all winter and you could come out in the spring with a completely different swing that produces completely different results. So anyway, that is a little bit of qualification there on only if you're the kind of player that's really looking to make those huge changes, only then is, is ball flight at the driving range 
a waste of time. Another time the ball flight at the driving range is not a waste of time is before you go out and play a round of golf. And this is when this goes back to what we always talk about in face first golf, which is training mode versus trusting mode. This is practice mode versus play mode. When you are in training mode or practice mode, you can think, you should think about what it is that you're working on in your swing. When you go out to play golf, you have to completely forget about what it is that you are working on on your swing. So, and when you go to the driving range prior to the to a round, I do not recommend you hit any balls at all in training or practice mode. Every single ball from, from the first ball you hit should be purely in play or on course trusting mode. So, and what does that look like? What is that? What, what, are, what are the thoughts? So let's talk about that because when you are working on something, say you're working on swinging from the inside, releasing the club, you're going to be making those little practice waves over the ball and you're going to be saying things to yourself like just exaggerating swinging from the inside, big exaggerated release. And you're going to kind of be looking at what you're doing, watching yourself, maybe giving yourself feedback, watching yourself in a mirror, maybe even recording some swings, maybe even recording some swings and sending them to me for my feedback. But you're going to be thinking through what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your swing. When you go play mode on the golf course, you're going to completely turn off those swing thoughts. Those are mechanical swing thoughts. We're going to completely turn those off. And I always say your two T's target and tempo and an encore swing thought might be, that's my target, smooth, committed swing, something like that. Not, no mechanics to that swing thought at all. If your handicap's over 12 and you're ready to get real about improving your game, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions, but it does take committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn more about my new 44-day plan to fix your over-the-top swing and learn the effortless power release, come by and see us at facefirstgolf.com. That's right. And this is when you are, now you're going out, you've worked on this maybe into a net for a little while and you've made some big changes and you've seen the changes that you've made. Now you're going out to see what the golf ball is going to do with your new swing moves and you go out and you're seeing what ball flight's going to look like. But at the same time, when you're out on the driving range, you need to, if you're going out in training mode, thinking about what it is that you're working on, on the driving range, you also need to take a break from training or practice mode thinking and actually practice switching into play mode thinking on even the driving range. Okay, so what does that look like? That looks like what we were talking about before. I'm swinging from the inside. I'm releasing the club. I'm thinking about that. I'm hitting some balls. I'm starting to see, okay, am I fading it, slicing it left, less? Am I able to get a ball started to the right, turning back to the left for a right-handed player? You're actually using ball flight, using mechanical swing thoughts to kind of assess what you've been working on. And you do that for a little while. And then you say, okay, now I'm going to practice turning off mechanical swing thoughts, going into play mode thinking, and that's when you're going to go back to a swing thought like 
what I just mentioned. You're going to get very target oriented. You're going to go entirely through your pre-shot routine from beginning to end. Okay, that brings up something else from the 14-day the intensive that all new members start with, which is we make three really simple swing changes. They are the grip, they are the ball position, and they are the shoulder preset move. And then we tie that all together into a routine so that you can nail those changes every single time. And the reason I'm mentioning that right now is because if you are a member and you are going to go out and practice going from that practice mode thinking on the driving range into trusting mode, play mode thinking on the driving range, you will want to go through your entire routine from beginning to end. Step back behind like we talk about. Get, your, get very specific on your target. As you walk into the shot, eyes up on your target, not looking down at the golf ball, eyes up on your target. When you get to the ball, it's feet together with that ball right in the center of your stance. Then it's equal step, equal step. Wait, I forgot the grip. <laughs> so you're walking in, eyes up from behind. You get there, feet together, ball in the center. That is when you take that strong grip with the V's pointed over towards the right shoulder. Then you make that little tiny shoulder preset move that helps you swing that club path a little bit more from the inside on the downswing. Now you go equal step, equal step. Now you've got your ball position, you've got your stance, you've got that little shoulder preset move, you've got that strong grip, you're ready to go. So, and then your swing thought there at the end of that routine might be what we were talking about. That's my target, smooth committed swing. Something like that is a really good play mode swing thought, whether you're practicing going into play mode on the driving range or you're practicing going into play, or you're not practicing, you're going into play mode on the golf course. So that's it. You can improve your game. You can get a little bit better with ball flight on the driving range as long as you're working on the right things. If you want to make the big changes that the vast majority of 12 plus handicap players struggle with their entire lives and never, sadly, so sadly, never conquer these issues. And it's sad because it's not that hard. It is just that the approach that most players take, it isn't even that, that, that their approach is wrong. It really just comes down to players have goals for your game and you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems and most players' system is to go out and get something to work on, go out to the driving range, try to work on it with full swings, with ball flight, and that just does not work. At least it does not work if you want to make the major, major swing changes, and it's not that hard to make those changes. It just requires a little bit of a disciplined, guided, focused approach, which incidentally happens to be a whole lot easier on your body then going out to the range and getting the mega bucket and beating yourself up, hitting balls with eight different swing thoughts. Now picture yourself with a quiet, calm mind watching my daily video showing you exactly what to work on and practice and then walking out to your net or to your foam balls that you have set up in your backyard or side yard or 
living room or garage or wherever and just walking out for a nice little focused five to 10 minute practice session, knowing exactly what it is that you're working on and having the calm, clear, quiet mind that understands what to focus on as opposed to those driving range sessions that, as I always talk about, turn into try this, try that, throw the clubs in the trunk when you're done at the range and you go home more confused than ever. And it's uh, so often just a complete waste of time. But there are times prior to a round, definitely play mode thinking, ball flight matters. You want to pay attention to it. You want to work on it. I always say when you're at the range prior to a round, all you're really doing is trying to figure out what the golf ball is doing that day. You're really not trying to fix your ball flight because that is something that players fall into that trap. And so I might go out to the driving range and I might go, huh, okay, looks like everything's a little bit of a push today. I'm a right-handed player. So I guess that that means when I'm on the golf course, I'm going to be picking out targets a little bit to the left. That's all I'm trying to figure out when I go out to the driving range. I'm not going to go, oh, I'm pushing it a little bit to the right. How do I fix that? Because now I'm gonna now it turns into mechanical swing thoughts trying to fix my swing before I go out and play golf. I'd rather, much rather, just be able to trust whatever it is that my swing's doing that day, not try to throw some last second fix on it, right? So I'm gonna be looking at it and going, huh, that's what it's doing. Okay, that tells me what to expect and where to aim. And that's the extent of what you're really trying to figure out on the golf course and the other, I'm sorry, on the driving range. And the other thing that you should really be doing is trying to slow everything down and really be very deliberate, go through your entire routine on every swing, hit less balls, not more. It is truly not, it's it's all about quality, not quantity when you're hitting balls prior to a round. And all you're trying to do is hit shots 100% fully committed to your target in full-on play mode thinking, using your play mode thinking, simple thought, which I always say are target and tempo. And that is something like, that's my target, smooth, committed swing. That's all you should be thinking about prior to a round of golf. So I will leave you with the advice I always give members You have got to fall in love with the process. Expect ups and downs. Have patience with yourself. And remember, it's the little things you do today that make the you of the future. So do the little things. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to hit it longer with less effort, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions. All it takes is committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn about my new 44 day plan to unlock the effortless power that's inside of you by learning to swing from the inside and release the club, come see us at facefirstgolf.com. <laughs>